2: There's a house in West Dublin. It's where the Shortall family live. Come in. in the garden of that house
3: there's a shed. That's where he has the tape recorder.
2: And in that shed is a man called Enda. He's got all sorts of stuff in there model trains, family photos, old vinyl 45s, and some comfy seats.
4: He could smoke his pipe down here in peace.
2: That's Enda's son, David. David and
4: then the lads would come down on a pipe, Sunday the night, the whole lot been. of us, and we'd all uh,
5: smoke pipes ha- have and have a lad's day. time, you know.
2: David says his dad has a very special tape.
5: David has been at me for quite some time about this, you know.
2: It's a recording made over 55 <laughs> years ago.
5: <laughs> we kind of gave in.
2: It's in an old biscuit <laughs> tin for safekeeping. There was a time everything that needed safekeeping found its way into an old biscuit tin.
5: Uh, USA Assorted, what? This is the tape recorder down here, um, in the Philips 4-track. The recording is a
2: bit like a time machine.
5: Are we switched, though? Right, we have to wait for the little light to come on here. We might miss something now, you know.
2: It brings us back to October and, uh, 1963. Uh, lighting up, and off we go.
6: Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado... This is it. We take great pleasure, along with Mr. Bill Fuller, to present the number one country and western singer in the United States, Mr. Johnny Cash. Thank you very much.
5: Johnny Cash.
6: I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around a bend And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom prison and time keeps dragging on
2: Johnny Cash's first tour of Ireland, 10 gigs but in 12 days, included this performance. It hasn't been hard in 55 years. On.
6: When I was just a baby My mama told me, son Always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns But I shot a man in Reno Just to watch him die. He was
2: 31 years old, and he'd sold 11 million records.
6: When I hear that whistle blowing I hang my head and cry
2: Given what we've come to learn about Johnny Cash's life, this recording is a fascinating piece of musical archaeology. It gives us a glimpse into the life of the man in black. Johnny seems to be enjoying this time on the road, playing his songs and, as we now know, falling in love. Every song you hear in this documentary, every burst of applause, every crowd noise, it all comes from this tape. And while many of us are too young to have been there, some people were lucky enough to hear this performance first time round.
1: Well, I'd been a Cash fan since 1958.
2: That's Billy Lee, a huge Johnny Cash fan.
1: He, he was my musical hero at the time. We used to go to Paddy Moody's record shop down in the Ormond Quay and, and uh, we'd buy all those great albums at the time. Cash, Fat Domino.
2: This was the early
1: 60s. Ireland was a very different place. You know, when you see these newsreels, everything is in black and white. Well, it wasn't black and white, really. You know, there was no colour. It be a very repressive
6: society.
2: Sean Lamaze was Taoiseach. The Cuban Missile Crisis had just brought the world to the brink of disaster and the late Leitra was only one year old.
6: And I'd lift lonesome whistle
1: Blow my blues away The fashion at the time Everybody looked the same. Everybody wore an Italian suit with a white shirt and a string pipe tie. Everybody looked the same. There was no sense of originality whatsoever.
2: Ender Shorthall was working part-time in the sound hire business.
5: I remember climbing poles down on Borg Quay to put up speakers. Yeah. Corpus Christmas procession says... They did all the big gigs. And there was no health and safety around it. There was nobody saying to you, don't go up that ladder, to, you're high enough, you know. But my God, when I looked down and here was I with a, a spanner tightening the bracket on, and then going down bringing up the speaker like this and clicking it into place. But that was the business then, yeah, yeah. We had a good few ballrooms in town at the time, the Chris and the National the Iron.
2: And on the night Johnny Cash played in Dublin, Enda Shortall was working at the National Stadium.
5: I was with Dermot Horley. And he was providing the sound for the Johnny Cash show in the National Stadium.
2: Making the tape of that performance on the 19th of October 1963 just sort of happened.
5: We were up in the box. (laughs) We had a taber guarder there. We had a lead going from it and into the back of the amplifier and we stuck it on. (laughs) Thank
6: you very much. I could hardly hear you there for a minute. Well, the tape may
2: not have been very high tech.
6: All right, we're gonna, we're gonna. Tr- thank you. We're gonna try to do all your requests for you tonight before we go.
2: You can certainly hear those Dublin accents shouting, "I walk the line."
6: Okay, we, All right. I promise. <laughs> we're gonna try. Thank you. Uh, we would, uh, Elvis, who?
2: Many of the halls and ballrooms Johnny Cash played on that tour are gone now, but one that remains almost fully intact is the Dreamland Ballroom in Athai, County Kildare.
4: Uh, welcome to the Dreamland Ballroom Athy. That's Bill Giltrap. This is, was one of our main haunts. 63, I remember coming here and Johnny Cash was playing. Now, I can vividly remember Johnny Cash because he held the guitar up very high. Hello there. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it lovely? Yeah, indeed. This is all this is, queue up here. I, 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 I wasn't here one day, because a fella with a, a, a truck, he wasn't being allowed in or something. I think he went back home and got a truck and drove through the doors. Oh. These are the same doors, same doors you come in here. This, Lots of feet have trodden through there. And this is the box office. You buy your tickets here on the right. And one. F- One chap told me he had occasion, I think it was after uh, the dance, to go into the office. And he said, this floor was covered in pound notes. It was a sea of money. (laughs) Everything, of course, was cash. It was a real cash cow, as they say. This is the same floor now. Man, that you spring up and down, it was fabulous. And over here, there was an annex there, and you could sit in there... It's all blocked off now, and there's a little youth centre the far side of it. And you set a tables there, and there was a mineral bar as well.
2: The tour was organized by Kerry-born promoter Bill Fuller. He was the man who brought so many Irish bands to Las Vegas in the 60s, and by Tom Costello, a Dublin-based impresario. And it wouldn't have happened without Johnny's manager at the time, Saul Holliffe. This is a period of Johnny Cash's life that fans are fascinated by.
0: 1963
2: the build up to that October tour that's Paul McCann he wasn't even born in 63 but he has a huge interest in the singer
0: like it really was a fascinating period because all the things the myths around Johnny Cash and his love life and his uh, addiction to drugs and Ring of Fire song he's kind of most known for it was all kind of happening in and around that period the lineup for the tour featured Johnny's constant companions. They were called a Tennessee Three.
2: Musicians who remained loyal through his darker days.
1: I'd like you to make welcome to guitar. guitar player Luther Perkins. Johnny's guitar player for since he started. Drums WS Holland. There was a rockabity drummer and he played on Carl Perkins Blue Suede Shoes. Bass guitar.
6: The fellow here on the Chewing Gum is probably the best bass player on
5: stage right now.
6: I like to make Walker Marshall
1: Grant. And Johnny himself on rhythm. Dressed in black, as you would expect. Had a black leather jacket on. Now,
6: here's a story about the Rock Island line. The Rock Island line, she runs to New Orleans.
2: Billy Lee saw Johnny Cash three times on the tour.
1: The railroad said it don't.
2: And on the very first night, he also got to meet his hero. What
1: he we drove down to Drive, we had, I think we stopped for something to eat, and we eventually arrived right, at Kings Court. The
2: first show was at the Granada Ballroom in the country music stronghold of Kingscourt in County Cavan.
1: Yeah, I think he was a little bit nervous and it was his first show and immediately when we arrived, we went straight into the dressing room. Now, the dressing room was very sparse. There wasn't a whole lot there. I got chatting to him for a good five or ten minutes. I shared a beer with him.
2: That wasn't the end of Billy's encounters with Johnny on the tour. After Kingscourt, County Cavan, the tour would play ballrooms in Mallow, Mullingar, Salt Hill, Limerick, and even the seaside town of Rush in County Dublin, and the big show at the National Stadium in Dublin. Why ballrooms? Well, that's all you had if you wanted to play outside the big cities. Even in Dublin, you had to choose between a cinema and a boxing stadium.
7: That Johnny Cash tour represented a huge wave of optimism that was in Ireland in the 63. Colin Walsh is a music fan
2: from a thigh.
7: It was a, a big slice of the 20th century landing in an old market town. The town was doing well at the time. It had a number of factories. oddly enough, we were particularly proud of the asbestos factory. That wave of optimism that had come in '63 had come on the back of the election of John F. Kennedy, very much identified as a, an Irish Catholic, and it gave a kind of a new wave of international nationalism, if that makes sense, so that we were, were identifying with Irish America.
2: 1963 was already turning out to be a good year for Ireland, with another visit from America a few months before, in June.
6: I'm uh, glad to be here. It took 115 years to make this trip, and 6,000 miles.
2: Playing support to Johnny was one of Ireland's up-and-coming acts of the time, a certain Eileen Reed and the cadets.
3: The first one was the Hanger. That was down in the C Point, Galway, and we were on there with Johnny. You don't realise how great it was until you only look back and you say, we were actually on with someone who was that famous, you know, world famous. You know, this was a big thing, and especially travelling around with him, and he's, he was fantastic. Um, we we loved country music, loved it. Tom Costler was their manager, was involved there because he was telling the ballrooms and where to go and that. We would have gone on and done the first, wait till all the people come in, you know, that, that sort of way. But that was great for us because all of a sudden people were hearing us that never heard us before, you know. This is a new band or something.
2: One of the main reasons Johnny Cash came on tour was the success of a song about Ireland many people didn't even know he wrote.
1: When Johnny came over in 63, he came over on the strand the Forty Shades Green, which was a huge hit there.
6: A lot of people wondering how does the... a... How does a, a country boy from uh, the southern United States write a song called 40 Shades of Green? And I want to tell you, I did write the song, and, and the way you do it is you steal it. And uh, actually, I was in Ireland three years ago for about 10 days, and uh, I came over, and nobody, you know, so nobody would know me, as usual. And uh, we rented a car and drove across the country, and. Uh, Fell in love with it. And I'm not gonna tell you my grandmother was Irish, although she was. <laughs> but uh mm. That's what my mother said, and you know how mothers are, they don't lie, they'll tell you the truth.
1: <laughs> Isn't that right? For years he used to claim Irish heritage. He always said he was part Cherokee, part Irish. But he later discovered he was actually from the Kingdom of Fife in Scotland.
3: As you can hear yourself on the recordings, like, I mean, you'd know him a mile away, wouldn't you? And uh, I loved that he was so natural, you know, no airs and graces about him. He was just like a big softy. And it's great the way he sings I close my eyes. I close my eyes, (laughs) the emerald of
6: the sea. From the fishing boats at Dingle To the shores of Dunaldi I miss the river Shannon
4: And the... It was great to have an American star singing something about Ireland, you know.
6: The moorlands and the meadows With their 40
5: shades
7: of green but well, see, Forty Shades agreed, summed up that whole belief that we, we assigned to America about Ireland, that there was a great longing of all Americans to come to Ireland and love oh, Ireland. I miss her lips,
6: as soft as I
3: I mean, there was only before them on the stage, wasn't there? It was really raw.
6: The things we've done and seen Where the breeze is sweet as shallow mark Although
2: he doesn't sound it on the recording, Johnny Cash had a tough year in 63. He needed a hit record, and Paul McCann says his use of amphetamines was taking its toll.
0: Like He wasn't recording great material at the time. Unfortunately, his voice wasn't in great condition uh, because of the amount of amphetamines and whatever else he was taking. There was an awful lot of dates being cancelled and an awful lot of kind of bad shows happening at that time. Again, he'd done gigs like Carnegie Hall, where he arrived on stage with no voice and that was like a number of months before the Irish tour
2: In the recording, Johnny gives running updates on the tour and the state of his health
6: We went to, uh, last night we were in Mallow, we were staying in a in another town, where were we staying last night? Where were we supposed to stay last night? Limerick and uh, <laughs> the doctor told you and Carter and I that uh, that we shouldn't sing tonight, that if uh, we sang that, uh, he wouldn't be responsible, so, uh, therefore, I said, we don't ever sing, doctor. He said, uh, I won't be responsible, and you'll probably lose your voice, and I said, well, I'm going to have it pulled anyway, so I'll go ahead and sing. <laughs> uh, well, uh,
1: Just to give you an idea of how we feel, I feel like a buzzard myself. He used to sofa from and I enjoyed this a lot, so his throat, his throat was always running dry. Could I have a drink of water before we go any further? I'm choking to
6: death. Just water. I just want some water is all I want. Nothing else, just water. <laughs> Got any water? No. <laughs> Thank you. Is that water, Luther? Just water? water. <laughs> There's a story in our town of the prettiest girl around, golden hair and eyes of blue, how those eyes could flash at you. Boys hung round her by the score, but she loved the boy next door, who worked at the candy store. Marry her next spring, his money, bought a ring, then one day a movie scout came to town to take her out.
2: The tour would represent a big change in Johnny Cash's life, but as it wore on, Eileen Reed says his health was suffering, but not his appetite.
3: That was the night and God. We all got up the next day. You know, we wouldn't get up until about 11 o'clock. And Johnny came down. He was the worst of the way. because He was dying with the flu. Really dying. And I'm not surprised because when you opened their bedrooms... I remember when we went up to June Carter's. When she opened the door, it was like opening an oven. I'm nodding. It just sort of <clears throat> took you back. They were they thought it was very cold here, you know. He said, eh, could I have... Um, uh, she thought he was going to have sausages. He wanted a steak. Big, big steak and potatoes and everything like that. And the little one said... I'm sorry, we don't, you'd have to wait for the, the lunch, you know, we don't do that, and it's not ready yet. And he said, no, I want it now, you know, I, that's what I want now. So they had, she had to go off, and they had to do it for him, you know.
6: We'd like to get Marshall to sing a song a little later on in the show. He's, uh, he's got a real good voice. He's like me, tears it up, getting it out, but he's got a very good voice. He's going to sing an Arabian song, an Arabian song. One called Oh What a Bag Dad Had.
2: <laughs> the cadet's final date with Johnny was the second last night of the tour on the South Circular Road in Dublin.
3: The Biggie, of course, was the, the last one which was in the stadium.
1: And that was great. That was packed. Well the stadium you kinda gotta to go to see.
3: In the
2: audience, for the second time, was Billy Lee.
1: It wasn't expensive, it was I don't know, two shillings in or whatever it was. You pay 100 euros now to go to a concert in Dublin.
2: And in the sandbox, recording all of this was end of short hall. It was a full house. Packed.
5: Oh, packed. Yeah, yeah. Certainly was. Once we got one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four on each mic, we were pleased.
3: We probably would have only done a baby. 45 minutes we would have done anything with from the charts it could have been the Beatles stones I would have been doing um, uh, Kitty Wells um, Patsy Klein
5: I don't remember him just coming from because we were kind of just saying up I said okay it's this okay that next he was there United States oh here we go
6: I just from the stadium. Now, I taught sweet Ben Willow how to cry. And I showed the clouds how to cover up a clear blue sky. And the tears I cried to that woman are gonna flood you, bigger
1: river. And I'm gonna sit right here until I die. It was in the round. The stage was in the center.
5: The boxing ring.
3: There's no ropes or anything
1: there.
5: <laughs> he had his back to a lot of the people.
1: But for the third of this show you only saw back you had to keep turning around Well I met her
6: accidentally in St. Paul, Minnesota and it tore me up at the time I heard her draw southern drawl then I heard my dream went back downstream to Borton and Davenport and I followed you Big River
5: called...
2: On the recording Johnny Cash and the Tennessee Three perform a string of great songs before Johnny introduces his special guest
5: he said he was taking a
6: break. I want to take a break right now and introduce you to the, all well, the sweetest little thing we know this side of Tennessee. She's a member of the Carter family, and she is a comedian on the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. A great songwriter and singer. Let's make a welcome, Miss June Carter. June Carter would become central
2: in Johnny's life, but in '63 they were both married, so these were the early and secretive days of their relationship.
1: The June Carter was absolutely
8: fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so very much. I'll be back in a minute. All right. <laughs> Don't go too far. I, I won't be too long.
0: Most people would say that the affair with June kind of started in May of 63, just following the kind of Carnegie Hall disastrous gig that he'd done um, again We've seen it in Walk the Line where, you know, we all know that he had this addiction to drugs and in the fairy tale version, June um, made him better. I think it would have been common knowledge within the band
1: and everybody on the road.
8: I just wanted all of you folks to know how sincerely glad I am to be in Dublin. It's my first time here and I'm kind of proud to get to meet some of my kin folks too. Because... <laughs>
1: What June Carter had was bags of personality. You know, she could belt it out and she didn't take. She was what they used to call in the States in the 50s, a
8: comedian. I am not the best singer that could have come from America, nor I ain't the best looking girl, and I don't pick anything too well. And, well, I'm a good old girl, though, so. <laughs> and maybe if it's all right, I'll try to sing you a little song and we'll see what happens to it. Luther, would you give me a chord, please? Uh, I I hate I have to put my back to you all, but it's the only thing I've got on this side when I'm facing this away. See? We'll just have to let it go. We'll try a little bit of this one and see what happens to it. Um, but that scares the day like that Eileen over there.
3: <laughs> she was very quiet and she'd stay in the back. and So you didn't want to be going over it or anything. I wouldn't have said anything unless she came over to me and said, by the way, and where, where, your hair
8: or something like that. I'm ashamed to sing after hearing her, but I'll do it anyway just for meanness if nothing else. Now I'm going to give you 30 days to get back home. I done talked to the gypsy woman on the telephone. That'll be the very thing that'll suit you, baby I'll see that you'll be back home in 30 days 30 days, 30 days, 30 days. Oh, I'll that you'll be back home in 30 days I'm going to send out a
1: worldwide hooters June Carter was very funny. She used to come day. out on stage and she'd be playing day. her banjo or whatever and she'd always slag the guys in the front row and accuse them of looking up her skirt. <laughs>
8: See pretty good from where you're sitting, can't you? Can, can't you see good enough? You might get down on your hands and knees and crawl this way a little bit.
1: <laughs> but she did it every time, you know. It was part of her. That's what she did. Sex
8: maniac.
2: <laughs> as well as joking around during the set, and her routine was very much of its time. June Carter made sure to introduce the music of her famous family to the people of Ireland.
8: I would like to do for you some songs that were written a long time ago by my family. They were known as the Carter family. And some of the songs... (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) Bless your heart. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, I'm going to do just one more real short little tune and then I would like to get old Golden Throat back out and see if maybe maybe he would sing one with me he has some more things to do y- y'all are gonna have to look at the backside for a while now there's a rabbit in the log and ain't got a dog oh how will i get it? Oh, i know lord give me a fryer and i twitch it in his tail and that's how i'll get in. i know yes i
2: after playing her set, June Carter stayed on stage with Johnny. Listening back, 55 years later, the chemistry between them seems obvious from the recording.
8: June? I, I thought maybe that you and I might sing one together.
6: Or at the same time? Yep. At once. Both of us? Yeah, let's try Me that. Me and you? <laughs>
8: let's okay. do that, OK?
6: All right. Uh, you sure look pretty tonight.
8: Yeah, I
1: know it. We <laughs> was in good form that night. Did a great show. And uh, and it was Johnny Cash, he was the Man of Black, that's what we went to see. Well, I've laid around and I have played around
6: down This old town too long Summer's almost, almost gone, sun. yes, winter's coming on. on I've laid around and I have played around This old town too long And I feel like I've got to travel on
8: Now Papa writes to Johnny Saying Johnny Cash, come on Johnny, get on home, yeah, Johnny, come on home. Papa Johnny,
2: send Johnny, come on home. Shortly before Johnny Cash got to Ireland in October 1963, Paul McCann says he had been on his last legs with his record company.
0: There was not, nothing selling for Columbia and it was coming up to... His contract was due to be terminated in December 63. That was the end of his first contract with Columbia and nothing was happening. Then... Ring of fire happened in summer '63.
6: Love is a burning thing.
0: It was in the top 200 for something like 64 weeks.
6: And it makes a fiery ring. Bound by wild desire, I fell into a ring of fire. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames. Jim Carter wrote it.
1: Everybody thinks Johnny did, but he didn't. Burns, burns, burns. the ring of fire, the ring of fire. But he had to dream that I had to be played with two Mexican trumpets. (laughs) That's what gave it that sound. And you kind of miss the trumpets, but you can't have that on a live stage.
6: I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went
0: down. Everyone has different versions on this, and you know, June has written this song for Johnny. And it's said that June wrote this song about her love for Johnny because she's saying that, you know, it it burned her, that it was a dangerous love. And Johnny heard the song and thought it was a good song and said, I'm going to record. The
6: ring of fire. The ring of fire.
0: You know, that's, that's again, the story that everyone's been hearing for years. But then Vivian, Johnny's wife uh, at the time, says in her autobiography that Johnny said to her that Johnny wrote the song and was going to give the writing credit to June because he said that she was uh, short of some money. It's possibly a woman scorned. Whoever wrote the song, it was a significant turning point
2: for them. End of Shorthold's recording of Johnny Cash shows his humanity coming through in a few unguarded moments and sometimes casual comments can shine an unexpected light on how attitudes have changed.
6: <laughs> I want to tell you something that we're very thrilled over. The young lady right down here in front with a green raincoat on, she's deaf and dumb. And she's enjoying this show tonight I think as much as anybody here. Oh, I love you.
2: Johnny Cash also had to get used to the idea that in Dublin, people used to have to hurry away to catch the last bus.
6: It's about time for the last bus, and we're not going to be on it. (laughs) But I'll tell you what, we wouldn't... uh, I understand if you have to catch the bus, it's all right. We wouldn't feel a bit insulted if you'd like to get up and go... I understand. Go if you have to. We hate to see you go, but go. Good, nobody's going. They're not
8: going.
5: OK.
6: When the gig finally
2: ended, outside the National Stadium, Billy Lee took his chances for one more chat.
1: I was very brave, and I said to my friend, I said, I know Johnny, I was talking to him the other night. <laughs> I was 18 years old and had a hard neck. So anyway, Johnny comes out, and uh, again we got talking to him. And his manager was hanging around, trying to rush him. Like, said, no, Johnny, um, we have a show to do, which I later discovered was Rush. And this was 11 o'clock at night. I remember he gave me two records, two 45 singles. One was The Matador, uh, which at the time was a follow-up to Ring of Fire. And another track, Blue Train, which was a Sun record. And he signed them to Billy, Sincerely, Johnny Cash.
2: The last night of the 63 tour was in Athai. Billy Lee and Bill Giltrop both saw Johnny in June that night.
1: Uh, the reason I went to a toy was a friend of mine played with a group, a band called the Mounties, who dressed like Mounties, like the cadets dressed like cadets. And they were playing with Johnny and that next night. You would have people coming here
4: from... They'd follow the bands, I, I suppose. You could get people from Waterford, Dublin, regularly from Dublin. Neas, Kilkenny, Portlaoise, leash. Uh, a large radius, maybe 50 miles. That wouldn't be unusual. Just up on the stage. Gosh. And that was the mineral bar up there. And you could sit up there and look down on the crowds. This would be packed.
2: Colin Walsh was too young to see the show, but he can stand on the same stage 55 years later. But
7: well, This is it. Right where right we're standing now is where Johnny Cash stood... In 1963, October 20th, a Sunday night.
4: Wasn't it in good shape now for the years.
7: Um, and this would have been the view that Johnny would have had.
4: I remember I was standing down there when Johnny Cash was playing. I can remember that exactly.
6: I keep a close watch on this heart of mine I keep, I keep my eyes, eyes wide open I keep the ends out for the tie that finds
0: Because you're mine I walk the line He also played these songs slightly faster than they were on record as well so like his walk the line I think is about two and a half minutes long so it ended up in about a minute and forty or so when they played it live I
6: find it very, very easy to be true I find myself alone when he stays through Yes, I'll admit that I'm a
3: fool for you
6: Because you're mine, I
3: walk the line. But he was a big giant, you know, he was a huge man, very tall, and always wore the black. Black, 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 everything was black. Shorts and everything, I think, were black, you know. As sure as night is dark
6: and day is light, I keep you on my mind both day and night. And happiness I've known proves that it's right. Because you're mine I walk the line
1: Little Perkins the to stand to the side of the stage, not move. He didn't throw his guitar into that antler He just stood there and played guitar the way he should. <laughs> You've
6: got a way to keep me on your side You give me cause for love that I can't hide for you I know I'd even try to turn the tide Because you're mine, I walk the line
2: Colin Walsh says the gig led to a story about one of Johnny's songs being associated with the town.
7: The local empresario and band leader did tell the story when he was live, God rest him, that um, Johnny came to the town in two big Chevrolets and one broke down and the other's too big to go around it. So uh, the local band leader says, I'll walk you up. And they walk down by the Barrow, which is a lovely local walk called The Line. And Johnny says, why is it called The Line? He says, because when two people are going out together or they're courting, they walk the line. And Johnny says, you know, that would make a lovely lyric for a song. And to this day, that family would maintain how they were robbed by Johnny Cash at a few pounds for the song I'll Walk the Line. Well, of course, the reality was that the, the record had been made six years previous.
2: Eileen Reed and her husband, Jimmy Day, have a memento of their time on the tour.
7: I have a photograph
3: there of June Carter there, and uh, that's the way she looked, and she was gorgeous, and she was so nice, and but well, it was Jimmy actually went away, said so to go up and ask her for it again. So we had one, and so Jimmy's name is on it, and I'm glad for that in any case. Geez, I can't even read it without the glasses. Jimmy, is he in there? Will you read this, will you What did she say on that? I can't. Know. I haven't got my glasses
8: with me.
5: This is for Jimmy, she says. Enjoyed you so very much. Always continue to do well, June Carter. This man here
6: has seen them all. This man here has been the.
2: the recording shows what the band and Saul Hollef, Johnny's manager, thought of Eileen Reed and the cadets. Their opinion would lead to a real opportunity for the Irish group a few weeks later.
5: Everybody in our group who watched the cadets for this week think that Eileen Reed
6: and the cadets are better than anything the Americans have ever produced.
3: Johnny's manager. He loved the band. He loved it because he heard us going around and all like that. And he said, uh, I'd love to bring you to America because he said, I think you would be great in America.
2: The endorsement from Johnny and the band helped get the cadets a tour to the US the following month. It was their chance to start breaking America. But in November of 63, history would overtake their opportunity. We were actually
3: in uh, Las Vegas. We had only arrived the night before. When we got up the next morning, I went outside. It was a lovely day and I was on a swing. It was a little swing outside at the hotel. And this woman was running up the, the street and she was she really bawled and roared and crying. And uh, she, uh, she said, oh, they've shot him. They've shot him. Who? Uh, President Kennedy.
6: <gasps> oh, what? From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy... Died at one p.m. Central Standard Time, two o'clock Eastern Standard
3: Time. We were listening on the radio, and I was just telling you everything that had happened. We realized uh, just uh, everyone was down. You know, it, it couldn't believe it. Like he was so liked and all, and it was a horrible thing to happen. You know, but uh, you were dying to get out of there, really. You know, I cried to come home. Okay, let's sing one more tune.
8: <laughs>
2: Johnny Cash would go on to sell another 80 million records, get sober, marry June Carter, and become a real legend of music.
8: Now there's a dark and a troubled side of life Yes, there's a bright and a sunny side too And though we meet with the darkness and strife, The sunny side we also may be
6: we will keep on the sunny side, always on the
8: sunny side.
2: Keep After 55 years hidden away in a biscuit tin, in a shed, in a garden in West Dublin, Enda Shorthold's recording shines a light for us into a special time and how Johnny Cash's feelings for Ireland were there right from the
6: start. And we will keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side, keep on the sunny side of life. Every day day it will brighten. Thank you very much indeed ladies and gentlemen for being such a nice audience. We sincerely hope that you enjoy the show. And how about a nice little round of applause as a thank you for coming to Dublin for the world's greatest country and western singer, Johnny Cash. Thank you very much Lee, ladies and gentlemen. Good night and attention for our national
5: anthem. <laughs>
8: Sick on record. (laughs) That's (laughs) it, yeah. It goes on forever, says you.